You're listening to the Unruled Podcast. My name is W, alongside with Dustin, also known as Duolvo. And recently, we had the opportunity to go to Art Basel, Miami. Yeah, 2017. 2017. This is where the players play. People come in from around the world showcasing their best artwork, some innovative ideas. And to be honest, it was good to see that much artwork because you can watch art for like 14 hours straight. You can look at paintings for 14 hours and walk and walk and walk, go through neighborhoods, look at street art. But we noticed some trends that are happening. So this episode is going to be about art trends and a little bit about basil but mostly art trends a whole lot about trends so i wrote a list of some things that i saw that dominated the visual landscape down there certain things just kept reappearing in people's artwork over and over again in different forms so one popular thing to include in your artwork is skulls 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 yeah, yeah, this is, but you know, okay, these are trends, but these trends across the board, or are they trends in particular little subset, like little genres of contemporary art? Well, i tell you this, we went to a variety of shows. Yeah. So, and these are just things we just happened to notice that kept pop, different, I guess, motifs. Okay, so you went to a variety, what, what show, okay, list of shows, what shows you go to? Went to Scope. Went to one called Superfine. We went to, of course, we did Art Miami. Then we did, of course, Red Dot. Spectrum. Spectrum, and then the other one. All through Wynwood Galleries and a bunch of other pop-up places. Because we were only there for two days. Yes. So we didn't see everything in our puzzle, because that requires the whole time. I was there for four days, and I didn't even see everything. And you didn't see everything? No. But see if I'm correct with some of these, these, these points. Okay. Number one, I would say Skulls. Yeah. Then guns. A lot of guns. Money. Now, money could be anything from the U.S. currency, you know, the euro, whatever, coins, whatever, big dollar bill, small dollar bill, dollar bill collages. and But it was there. Money was Did another Did you see bo- any Bitcoin? I didn't see any Bitcoin. No, I was, I'm surprised. Maybe that's we'll next year. We'll probably see Bitcoin next Bitcoin's year. Bitcoin's going to yeah. be popping up. Yeah. Another thing, celebrities. Yeah. Celebrities. I'm mm- noticing a theme here. A, a lot of celebrity pictures. Yes. You know, whether it's a photorealistic celebrity or whether it's just a collage of a celebrity or popular celebrities, of course, you know, the usual ones that have passed away. Yes. Pop icon celebrities. You can see a lot of those. Another one, luxury brands. Oh, if you could, like, uh, we saw Louis Vuitton luxury art that has Louis Vuitton patterns, art that has Gucci, art that has um, Fendi, art that has any of those iconography from luxury brands. Yeah. Another popular theme was cartoons and comics. <laughs> Superman, Batman, Popeye, Bugs Bunny, Mickey Bart Mouse, Simpson. Bart Simpson. Anything that's like, I guess it ties back to childhood or popular culture, popular cartoons. Those are very big. Another thing that I saw a lot of was neon signs. Yeah. A lot of neon signs. A lot of neon. I wonder what's up with that. I don't know why, but it was a really popular thing. It wasn't just in one show. It was a bunch of different signs. I don't know if it was the same artist, but it was a lot of signs. Yeah. A whole lot of signage going on. And word art, which kind of dovetails into the signage. Yeah. But word art, which would mean you just take a word and make it big or repeat a sentence or a phrase or on top of a picture. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. So a lot of words where you got a lot of art that you have to read. Um, another thing I noticed 
was a lot of graffiti-esque pieces. <laughs> a lot of graffiti just in the piece somewhere. Yeah. Backgrounds and texture. A lot of that was going on. And then drugs. Drugs. Lots of drugs. Big drugs like Damien Hirst drug pharmacy thing. I saw that one. And even little drugs where they took drugs and put them on things and objects. Um, you know, marijuana is always a popular thing. But I saw a lot of drug art. A lot of drug art. All of these things are connected. What's the connection? You can't t- read your list. Like <laughs> they're all connected. It's all, it's. I have a theory. Okay, what's the theory, man? End of capitalism. You think it's the end of capitalism? Is I the think theory? it's the peak. I think it's. Think about it. Now, maybe okay. I'm gonna loosen up a little bit on this podcast because, like, I always have a theory about a lot of things, right? Yeah. But with the imagery that you're talking about, the trends, and all of this is in this is all pop art, right? A lot of it's pop art. Okay. A lot of it's pop right. art, but um, some of it is just contemporary art that ties into this. It's contemporary. Yeah. But it's pop, like a lot of pop graffiti, like the okay, you're I, everything you're saying is spot on because I saw the same thing everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when you're seeing a collection of a lot of different work from all over the world and you keep seeing the, the same, same imagery, stuff. one, I think a lot of this is coming from Instagram culture. Yeah. I think a lot of it is just it's an offshoot of like what's happening on Instagram and social media because people are able to have access to other artists and they see something getting a lot of likes. And so they're like, oh, man, a person did a skull piece. It's so dope. I'm going to do a skull piece and I'm going to get a lot of likes, too. I see that. All right. But the imagery, I'm not talking about why we see it so frequently, but the imagery itself. Death, skulls, guns, war. Money. Money. Fame. Fame. Mm Mm-hmm. Cartoon characters like pop, like, which is like iconography that's just kind of like, there's... It, these are all these things speak to some kind of like my theory is just like it's something about the anxieties of capitalism. I can see that. It's like the, the peak of and then luxury brands. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing, man. All of these are just things I just noticed. But you can combine categories. Yeah. So you you can get a skull and then made out of guns. I saw a Bart Simpson sculpture mm-hmm. that was melting. And underneath you see a skull, a skeleton. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You could have a word art piece yeah. that talks about drugs. Yeah. You could have a graph piece on top of luxury brands. You can have a dead celebrity mm-hmm. doing drugs. With a neon sign. Yeah. And a gun. And a gun. So you can mix up these categories. And that's So, so these are just categories of art? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like you could just you could just Pick them. Yeah. And that does say something like, what is what is all of that really letting us know about where we are as a culture? Because this is what this, you're seeing, now. This, not, not all of the art was like that, but these no. are just some themes that we saw. These are persistent, and, like very, very persistent, very, persistent, very kind of like, like, it's kind of like if you're listening to a crowd of people, you know, like a sea of people, and then every once in a while you hear people saying the same thing. You're yeah. like, wait, how is why is everybody saying the, the same, same damn thing? And this is for people around the world. Yeah. You know, what is it? 
Why are skulls popular? Why are bullets popular? Why are guns popular? You know, what is that really saying about us as a whole? One is a creative community. I think it's kind of dark. I, I, you know? I don't know. Like, I, it, it troubles me. And, you know, I saw a lot of photorealism, too. That that's another thing. You know that's really I'm not up. a huge photorealism. Like, that's not my, my, like, that's not the thing that, like, I gravitate to as an artist, you know, in terms of my taste. But that was something that seeing the photorealism and sort of, like, some of the thematic things that could be done with the photorealism there, I really admired and appreciated what the photorealists, at least the galleries it showed in terms mm-hmm. of their collections of collecting photorealist artists and curating them. That was the best work. Mm-hmm. Hands down, the best work. The most thoughtful work. Um, let alone just technique, because it looks real. Yeah. You know, that's always really cool. But, like, I, I'm not as always impressed by it looking real. But, like, I like... If it looks real and then it has, like, a deeper idea behind it, yeah. then I'm like, okay, that's amazing. I you like know, that. Honestly, looking real is one thing. Feeling real is another. Yeah, that's you what know? it is. If you don't see it in person, you don't understand you it. You don't understand it. Yeah, like, um, I've seen pieces that were photorealistic, and you're like, okay, that looks like a photo, and you just move on. Yeah. But then when you see a piece that's done well, and it actually has something else in it. Has a life. Have a life in it. Has a surface like, life. Yeah. Oh. Because the thing is, you don't have to be photorealistic to feel real. No, you don't. You don't have to. No. You just got to put something in your image that connects to the person outside of aesthetics. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, I mean, but that, that takes a certain level of, like, mastery and thoughtfulness. I mean, like, photorealism that's really done well, it's, it's, it's work that you can tell is refer- photographs of reference, but photo- a photograph didn't create that image. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like, we're, like, this image isn't derived from a photograph. This image is derived from a process that photography was used to get there. Yeah. You know, so uh, I saw a lot of work like that. And you can tell, like, I mean, if you're, if you're a trained artist, you can tell. You just know. I mean, because I mean, if you ever take a photograph, you know that lenses have an effect over the, the, yeah. the, the, the shape and dimension of an image and things like that. You, and you can tell when an artist is using their own eye versus a lens. Yeah. So that is a usual tell. Um, but there was, like, there's some phenomenal... And I'm a photorealist work. Um, funny enough, a lot of them out of uh, appears to be Latin American artists, from what I could tell by the uh, the names and the country of origin. So it seems to be that there's probably some kind of like photorealist movement that's going on yeah. in that part of the world. So a lot of amazing stuff, like out of Mexico. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Out of Mexico. yeah. Um, so back to the trends, though, in terms of the iconography in those trends, it's. Honestly, it's disturbing. Not in a sense that it's disturbing that people are so. That's dope. Like I don't like. It's weird. Like people are taking pictures in front of like guns and drugs and like and it's like and it's like why is this appealing to people like this? Mm-hmm. Like but you notice what I didn't put there. What sex? Hmm. Didn't see a whole lot of sex this go around. Interesting, because I, I didn't see a lot of it, but I did see some pieces. I saw some, but it wasn't like the overarching yeah. theme, was no. it? And I'm like, if you're going to have guns, money, celebrities, luxury, and, you know, you would think sex was there. But this year, didn't see a great deal of it. I don't know, maybe it was in the shows that I, I didn't go to, but... Um, no, I didn't see a lot of it. You know, but no. um, it was just different. It was like, wow, that's it's it was curiously absent. Well, the reason why I think this is tr- these trends are kind of like 
Well, the thing is, is that what you see at Art Basel is a manifestation, like a lot of the popular image. My my best guess is it plays to the market, mm-hmm. to the buyers, yeah, to the people who are actually going to because it is about and, commerce. Yeah, it's about commerce. So when I'm giving my thesis, you know, armchair thesis into capitalism, this is what the art buyers are buying. I guess it's over because if that imagery appeals to them. That's all into the road imagery. Yeah, the thing is, you're buying a replica of a luxury item. Yeah. A painting of an interpretation of a company that makes bags. You know? Yeah. It's like, that's, what is that really saying? And considering I've used some of these images and pieces before. Yeah. You know, I've used skulls before. I've used, even used, I have a piece in which I used like a Louis Vuitton pattern once, but it tied into the actual theme of a painting, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um... It was just really odd. I just thought that was, you know. And one thing I did see on a, another note this year, I saw a lot of images of people of color. Yeah. And that was a welcomed change because for years you really didn't see that many. But this year I saw a lot more than previous years. You know, we saw a lot more this past trip than we have in previous years. I will say this. I didn't go. This isn't something I picked up from Basel, but it was kind of reinforced by Basel because, like, I went to Basel in December, and then the previous month I was I was in Paris for a week, for the first week of November, mm-hmm. and well, my fiance now, but at the time we were um, we were in Paris. I actually got engaged there, but we were we were there at a time that Paris also had a an. Uh, art fair called also known as Africa where it's basic it was amazing mm-hmm. gotta look this up um and we just happened to go we didn't even plan to go we just happened to be there at the same time that this was going on and it was a week-long art fair where they have speakers they have a lot of uh artists it's a lot it's like a mini basil but it's focused on artists of the African diaspora wherever mm-hmm. they are in the world artists of African origin so I'm seeing like the best of the best when it comes to this being brought into Paris. And A, the art was phenomenal. I'm talking about in terms of just concept, theme. Um, actually, no, this is like more contemporary art. So you're not going to have a bunch of like really nice, not everything's nice, fully rendered, like realistic, photorealistic mm-hmm. paintings. These, these are artists that are working from a place of very kind of I don't it's kind of hard to explain because it's contemporary but everything has all the weight of like a culture and a history or the individual artist's relationship to the larger society it, it, from where they come from or things like that and the, the what sometimes when I go to these art fairs I'm not as inter- I'm interested in the art first and foremost but then I'm I started looking at who else is interested in it uh-huh in the buyers in the community and there is a real movement towards collecting and curating and capturing and buying black like African derived art that is the that's the movement in the world right now I could tell you could just tell once you're somewhere and you're seeing and you're kind of like privy to like the body language and how people are moving I'm talking about seeing people just buying the piece off the wall and it's like it 
thousand euro and they just bought it off the wall and they pulling that stuff off the wall and wrapping it up and ready to ship to this person. This is what was happening. Mm-hmm. And so when I do go to Basel and I'm seeing artists that like okay they they, they probably they could have been at that festival that I, you know that fair that I was at in Paris or whatever. And I'm like there are these two there's these two different splits, right? What I'm saying the end of capitalism is I'm seeing death, guns, drugs, flame out celebrity culture and then on the African diaspora side progress, imagery, future. That's what I'm seeing. Life, future, mm-hmm. direction, like culture. Death, drug. It's happening. You can see it. But these are coming from the part of our society where these are the people that have the money to invest in something. Completely two different structured buyers. Yeah. Two different interests. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So, yeah. like, when you're looking at these shots, I mean, like, that's, you know, and that's not about the craft of making art. That's about the the end game, sort of, the like... people buying art. People buying art. And that's yeah. another part of the equation that people... That's, like, a mystery to artists. And that's, like, the buyers, the collectors. People talk about collectors like they're, like, these fictional characters that are, like, spirits. You know, that you never actually see. <laughs> and they're always trying to get close to. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, you know, I gotta do this for the collectors. It's like, okay. <laughs> What does that mean? The collectors. The collectors. <laughs> like it's like one group of people that just show like, they're like, Ooh. the collectors. Oh, the collectors are coming. When I think of the collectors, I think of like the Death Eaters from uh, <laughs> from uh, uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, like like a, like a long flowy <laughs> ghost collect- with, with fingers that are reaching out to collect things. And the thing is, at the end of the day, collectors <laughs> are consumers. Yes, they're buyers. You know, that's yeah. what they are. Yeah. Buyers. Yeah. Look at them as consumers. Yeah. Don't look at them as these. Fictional characters and these and who sit in these high, you know, status or whatever. And it's like they're just these people. Like they're people that want yeah. to connect to something, and they're consumers. Yeah. So think of it that way. It makes it more tangible. Yeah, it does make it more tangible. I will say this: uh, Basel is a good kind of barometer of the contemporary. I would like to go to the Basel. This in, it was in Sweden, Switzerland, Switzerland, yeah. Switzerland. I'm curious because I've only been to Miami. And I'm curious as to how different. I haven't the, been, but I think it's very different. I I had I have a hunch that it's super different because I think right? the Miami version has a lot more influence, has a lot more Latin American because it's closer to Latin America. Well, that's true. You know, but um, I think culturally, because Miami is a different type of city. Yeah, it's a very different type of city. Yeah, and your Art Basel experience could be very different depending on where you go. Yeah, because Miami is going to be predicated on the people that are in Miami with the money to buy. Yeah, and you got Wynwood, you know, and that's a different experience than if you go to an art fair. Yeah. But I tell you this, and I can't stress this enough. There's a lot of misconceptions about artists going to Art Basel. They think that it's some type of competition. They may feel that it's some type of you have to do something to to stand out or whatever. (laughs) And we have to have a big show. Or you want to do a show there, but you've never been. Yeah. Or you want to be part of a show, but you have no idea. Well, you think you have an idea of what it is. But um, I tell you this. Go. It's not what you think. And it's probably more um, credible than you can imagine. Go. Whether you know, you're know you a painter, sculptor, whether you're uh, you know art enthusiast, you should go. 
And then you could see what's out there because what other opportunity, unless you travel the whole world, can you see the art from that people are making in Asia, people are making in the Caribbean, people are making in Latin America, and go for the inspiration because these are the best. That's the best out there right now. Yeah, it's the best out there on many levels. Street art, whatever you're into, you know, contemporary art. Go for the inspiration. Go because it could exp- expand your horizons. You know, so a lot of young artists are saying go. A lot of old artists are saying go. If you can, go. You know? And the other thing I think artists, and I think this is a little bit of the pitfall that you have as an artist, that artists are either in their studio painting, drawing, or sitting behind a computer screen. And... The anxiety that makes you feel like, ah, I just got to sit here and work on this until I get good enough to walk out the door, right? That's a little bit of, I know where that comes, I'm the same way, and I think artists tend to kind of, their mindset puts them that way. I think the one thing that artists have to embrace is that just being around something can sometimes be as effective and more effective than sitting down trying to get it right. If that make I mean, does yeah. that, that idea make any sense? Like sometimes just being somewhere and being around something yeah. is what you needed to do. Experience. 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 Yeah. I cannot tell you enough that going to Bart Basel these years has changed what I do. Yeah. Because I had a chance to meet new people, yeah. hang with new people, and see things at a broader scale. Because yeah. it's not just about being, you know, creating art just in America. Or it's not in your city. or your, yeah. You got the whole world. Yeah, the, the thing is, you're an artist in the world. You're an artist in the world. You're not an artist and in, you know. Don't yeah. confuse your local environment with the, the, the worldwide environment. Because Dustin, the guy in Atlanta, is different from Dustin, the guy from Atlanta in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. It's uh, a oh yeah. Big I will, and, and it, no, like it carries a lot of cachet because like a lot of cachet. Because like I had opened, like I had going to Paris and being able to talk with other um, people who run these, like rather be galleries or programs. I made contacts immediately, like in a way that I haven't done here. Yeah. Because there is a there is a value for somebody like me from my perspective coming where I come from. Mm-hmm. Somewhere where they don't have access to people like no. they're, they're, they're coming from where we're coming from here. And so art, if you're an artist, you get to travel and be somebody. That's why I, in the, like another episode, I talked about our relationship to artists here mm-hmm. is not the same as it it's is for other countries. Same. Like you are like a you are a potential celebrity going somewhere else. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, you make stuff? Oh, you do that? Oh, you're from the States? So you're from the United States? Oh, you're like, you're treated differently. It's like Completely it can open, different. it opens doors for you. Yes. It's mm-hmm. a door opener. Whereas here, we're so used to dealing with like our parents, like, you making any money with that yet? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, maybe you need a fallback plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. w- but you're not treated like that in other places because it's a different relationship. It's to a different what, relationship what completely. Value. So, and, yeah, always find ways to travel with what you do. Because I can honestly tell you, when I didn't travel, I didn't go places. I it folded. I like I it like it's like a it, it's not a good feeling. Like you, it limits you. And I tell you this, travel 
isn't as expensive as it once was. No, it's not. It's not. No. This is the time. Yeah. All things aside, this is the time. Because you can catch a flight to Europe for like $600 now. You can catch a flight to Europe for 200 You know, some places... You can, you, can, you, can go to, you can go to England. You can go to uh, uh, London for, I think, the lowest I saw was like 289 You can't trip. even go to L.A. for that. No, you can't. And the thing is... I think once people get over the fact that you, it takes a lot to, it, oh, it takes money, it takes a lot of money. And like, it may not take a lot of money. And if you can't travel abroad, travel in this country. Oh, yeah, it's great. America place. is a huge place. Yeah. And I can't stress this enough. When we travel with the tour yeah. and we go to different communities and you get to see how people are living and how people are thinking and how people are acting in different cities. And it gives you a far broader uh, spectra, uh, perspective of what's really going on in the world. And that can only help your art. That helps it, absolutely. That helps your art because you're not painting from a point of, I think I know what they're like. Yeah. You know, I think I know what's going on. You actually see what's going on with your own eyes. Yeah. And you're talking to people. And that you can bring back and put in your work. And it'll just make you stronger because your experiences are deeper. Yeah. And your connection is deeper, so... Yeah, I would definitely encourage that. Like, our basil is like something we could probably talk talk about over a course of more than one episode of discussion. But as far as this particular discussion about the trends with uh, the certain imagery, I think I think these trends lead up to something. I don't think they're I don't think that they are just. Uh, they're without like a connection to an actual thing that's happening in our culture. I think I think there's symptoms of something that's happening in our culture. So I don't know. Like I mean, personally, I think it goes hand in hand with uh, <laughs> you know our media landscape right now. I think that has a lot to do with it too. I think the reason why I think that's where we are as a culture right now: yeah. fame, death. Uh, drugs. I think those are things that have been always popular. You yes. Know? But I think right now it kind of, I think it's it's permeating our consciousness, I guess. It is. And art fairs are a great way to see what people are really thinking about. Yeah. Because these people made these images. These yeah. images didn't just pop up. Somebody sat and thought, I'm going to take this skull and I'm going to wrap it in this pattern and I'm going to put these bullets and I'm going to make these cartoons. And they're well-crafted pieces of imagery. They're very so a lot of thought yeah. went into it. But once you can see the vast majority of all what people are thinking, you see these things that jump out, it makes you say, I wonder what this is about. Yeah. Like, why are we doing this? It's akin to looking at a magic eye image. <laughs> magic eye image. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, I like, can see the dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the whole show is a magic eye, and then you just look at it long enough, and you're like, "Oh shit, there's a skull." <laughs> <laughs> and the skull is a Popeye. He's Popeye. holding drugs. <laughs> Popeye skull doing drugs. And he's covered in money. Warhol's arrival at his London gallery is like a royal progress. Grand old man of modern art. But would he reveal much of what is behind the enigmatic image? 
Back in 1962, or 61 or 62, around in then, when you and Rosenquist and Lichtenstein all were working very independently of each other, but evolving a same kind of attitude. Does that seem odd to you, that uh, you all began to look at the world in the same way? Uh, I think we just read a lot of uh, comic books, and it just happened to come out then. Well, Because comic books make things... Uh, uh, the way they are really today. I mean, the way things happen in New York now, it's like being in a Western movie. Once again, this is W along with Dustin, also known as Duolo. Make sure to follow us on SoundCloud at Unruled Podcast, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at W, that's spelled D U B E L Y O O, and you can follow Dustin at Instagram, Twitter, at Duolo, D U A L B O. 